Pickaxe. Everybody and welcome back to the Triforce podcast with me, Lewis, Piriflex, uh, and Sips. Way. So this is coming to you from the morning after England got knocked out of the World Cup oh. in um, in great Croat style. Pirion, did you watch the game? Of course. What was yeah. your feeling? Um, like you know, well, this isn't going out for a week, yeah, but you know, I know. We'll I have mean, had time to mend by then. I, I, I'm not I'm not as heartbroken as I thought I would be. If we'd gone out to Colombia, I would have been gutted because I feel like they were very dirty and I feel like we did at least try to play football. Very, very proud of how we did. I think we did a lot better than people thought we would, a lot better than I thought we'd do. Um, and Croatia, to be honest with you, played some really nice football. When they started, like, first half, we were all over them. They looked all at sea. Second half, they absolutely rallied and they did well. And this is a, this is a lesson. The Croatia players were saying, Modric said that the British press need to learn to treat their opponents with more respect because they read all the crap that people were saying about how they're tired and they're not very good yeah. and Lovren is their defender and all the rest of it. And, you know, Manzini And how Modric old. looks like a teenage boy dressed up as a witch. Did he read that too? <laughs> I didn't, but I could imagine it. <laughs> right. And all that stuff. And they read that and they thought, fuck these guys, we're going to beat them. And honestly, bizarrely, hubris coming out of the England camp. Normally it's, oh my God, we're going to go out in the group stage. This time we got to the semi-final, over, overreaching really. I mean, we did a lot better than people thought we would. Got a very nice draw. I mean, I, I was looking at the Croatia game and I was thinking, geez, we're, you know, we're, we actually might do this, but we scored too early. Needed to score about 60 minutes, knock the wind out of them and take some more of those blooming chances. We had two or three chances in the first half we should have taken at least two. So, I mean, I, I'm annoyed it could have gone either way, but... I think that the result was fair. Croatia played better in the second half. All think of all the chances they had. Yeah, they had loads of chances. Yeah. Um. And uh, I mean, the thing is, I also, as I was watching a struggle in the second half and extra time, I was thinking, Jesus Christ, France would absolutely tear us apart. So I'm, I'm kind of glad we went out to uh, to Croatia because <laughs> I, I've got a lot of respect for them. Right. You think it would have been more embarrassing if we it struggled if, through? I, I against... would. I would rather go out in extra time to a team like Croatia than to lose in the final like 4-0 to France, which I think it probably would have been pretty desperate. Right. The lads were looking pretty scared at the end there. Carl Walker, I mean, it was, the second goal was just a bad. Trippier tried to foul the guy instead of going up for the header because he's a little guy. Needed to win that header. And I just think all in all, Harry Kane kind of disappeared. Lingard kind of disappeared. It was just too much for them. They just weren't quite up to the task. It wasn't like we bottled it. They're just not quite good enough. Mm. But maybe in a few years we will be. Who knows? Yeah, there you go. I mean, I started off on this podcast a few weeks ago being very mocking of football, but it seems that there's just been this very high spirits lately. A couple of weeks of sunshine in England and, you know, we had our 10-year anniversary this week, um, put out some really fun videos and had a really fun time doing some old school stuff. Like, it just feels like the football, it was all, and it's even even sort of with the calm down, it just felt like a really high-spirited... It was great for morale, yeah, the morale of the country was high. Yeah, it was exciting. Everybody was, everybody was like on board after they got through the group stage. Everybody's like, oh, maybe, you know, they'll do okay. And they did. They got to the semifinals pretty nice. I guess that Europe is in 2020, so we have no. That's that's two good. years. Yeah, so we've got yeah, we've got two years for the next Euros. I, I'm not. I can't remember where it is. Yeah. And then um, and then we've got Qatar, which will will be a complete disaster. Four years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Qatar. I mean, yeah. Even if we keep this team together, they're going to be playing on the surface of the sun. So mm. normally uh, England can can fall back 
and blame the fact that all oh, the conditions were tough, you know. And that's uh, kind of what we've done whenever we've had to play somewhere that isn't Croydon, you know. It's like, well, it's just tough, you know, climate. Yeah. Le- leave in England, if, it, if it's like one degree warmer, we panic. So going somewhere where it's like 40 degrees, yeah. it's going to be insane. So, yeah, I'm not sure how it's going to be. I doubt their, their stadiums are going to be even vaguely air conditioned well no apparently they're gonna they were trying to or something but it's gonna be boiling you're gonna have to train in that heat as well it's madness yeah absolute madness the corruption of fifa strikes yet again i mean most of them are used to playing football through the winter season you know yeah kicking around on snow sometimes if it was raining and cold england would be favorites guaranteed our lads don't (laughs) give a hoot but it never (laughs) is it's always beautiful and sunny maybe if we did it in Australia, though, right in summer, because yeah. that's the Southern Hemisphere, right? or South Africa, or Brazil. Hang on a second. Surely, oh no, Brazil's just hot all year round, right? When was when was the World Cup in South Africa? Was two thousand nine? No, it's it's always on an even numbered year, but um, yeah. I think two thousand ten, two thousand eight. Might have been two thousand eight. It was the ninety eight World Cup was in France. Two thousand and two. God, shall I look it up for us? Yeah, because I remember yeah. I remember watching 2010. it. Yeah. When, because uh, I was on a trip, I was on a, a trip to um, to Canada at the time. I didn't have kids, so we were we were free agents. We we could do stuff. It was great. I remember watching it when it was in South Africa, and they had those fucking, I don't know what the instrument Vuvuzelas. they were. They were like the horns Vuvuzela. or something. The Vuvuzela. and they were, they were so fucking loud. It was crazy. Yeah. Every game, it was so obnoxiously loud, but it, it was, was so crazy. funny as well. Yeah. So in 2002, it was in South Korea and Japan. That was where South Korea had their crazy run to the semifinal. But the referees gave them every break they could because they want to try it. FIFA have always wanted to try and boost the presence of football in Asia because it's such a big market. And I know that South Korea played their hearts out as one of the hosts and they were they were fantastic to watch. Um, I think I've told this story before. I was in, I was working in New Malden during the 2002 World Cup, and that's the the heart of the South Korean population in Europe. So if you go to New Malden High Street, which is not far from Kingston upon Thames, right. you'll just see Korean restaurants and Korean travel agents and Korean supermarkets and and a ridiculous number of Korean people. Like it's literally like uh, sort of mini Seoul. But anyway, uh, that was a decent World Cup. Then it was 2006. It was in Germany. And um, and then it was South Africa in 2010. Brazil was 2014. And obviously it was Russia this year. But mm. it hasn't been us since 1966. I do think we're due a hosting. But the issue now is that they're expanding the World Cup right. to include twice as many teams as it has now. So it'll run for basically forever. Shit. Um, <laughs> and they're going to have to have it in multiple countries. So as I understand it, one of the potential hosts... I think after Qatar, it's North America, isn't it? Well, I think it? that's what they're pitching. I think they're yeah. saying... But it's not just going to be North America. It's going to be like North America, Canada, and Mexico or something crazy like that's that. That's right. Yeah, are yeah. all going to host it at the same time. So it's going to be bonkers. Everyone's going to need to take like a six-hour plane ride to yeah, get to any of the that, but I, I think their plan is venues. to make sure that if you're in group whatever, you're in this part of the country. You don't have to travel oh, fucking miles. So, well, and, and fuck then, it. While they're there, why don't they just do a road trip across the U.S.? They can, you know, <laughs> we're playing in Seattle on Thursday and our next game is in Florida <laughs> on Sunday. Let's drive, boys. Let's go. <laughs> Let's see what's there. <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of disappointed it's in the U.S. again because it was there in 1994. Um, oh, was so, it? Yeah, it was. So I know they're trying to, you know, obviously it's good for the game in uh, in America, but um, it was they already had it in uh, USA '94. Uh, why do they have to have it again? It's just a little, a little frustrating. Man, I don't think I me. watched the World Cup in '94. I think I was like balls deep in um, all of the North American sports at, sure. at that at that age, like like hockey and basketball and American football and baseball. 
you know, the greats. All, the, all of them. Yeah. The bowling. The big, the big uh, greats, bowling. yeah. The bowling. My son, my son yesterday said, because um, he's like, when's the World Cup going to be done? I said, oh, Sunday's last game. It's on Sunday. And he's like, well, what's what's next then? Because he's, he's been excited. He's been watching right. the, the matches and stuff. And he loves, like, the tournament format. He loves, like, knowing on certain days, like, what to look forward to. And he's like, Dad, can we watch bowling after the World Cup is done? Well, I don't know <laughs> if they televise bowling, really. Like, I've never, they I've do never the seen States. it. It's, it's yeah, always yeah. on, but yeah, yeah. over here, no. And, uh, and he was like, is there a World Cup for bowling? <laughs> well, no, I, I'm sure there's, like, something for bowling. I don't know if it's, like, the World Cup, though. Like, I, I'm not sure that bowling's popular enough to, to sort of be on, on primetime TV. <laughs> and there take... actually is. There actually is a bowling World Cup. It's called wow. the Quibica A. MF Bowling World Cup. Holy shit! So there well, you there go. you go. I'll have to. I'll have to let him know. He'll be thrilled. He loves bowling. But the thing is, like with the World Cup, like if it's if it's it's like America's. Like, didn't they have a baseball World Cup or something? But or have they stopped that now? Like, like hardly anyone joins apart from. It's a little bit like rugby when you have the Rugby World Cup and it's just like Wales, I, Scotland, England, New Zealand. I mean, there's, you know. there's, there, there's enough international rugby teams. The problem with baseball is that it's super American-centric and it's only really bled out to like Japan. I think Japan have a baseball league. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe like a couple of other Asian countries possibly. Like there's there's Canadian baseball teams too. But it's again, very it's big the, in Japan. It's very big in Korea. South it's Korea. the North American influence. Yeah. So, I mean, if there was like a, an international baseball tournament, there, it would there just is. be. There is an it, international baseball tournament. It, okay. So, and, and, and it's literally <laughs> just Japan, Korea, the US and Canada, I guess. No, no, Maybe no. You're Mexico. forgetting, you're forgetting how, how many players in that the play baseball in the Major League Baseball come from Central and South America. Of course. Yeah, yeah. It's I guess crazy so. It's yeah. so I'm, here I'm are just the thinking teams. of like actual teams and leagues and stuff. But yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. It's the same with um, the Olympics, right? With hockey, right. like you exactly. have all the the guys coming over from uh, yeah, you know, of course. Scandinavia. Like, and the NHL is just filled with like Finnish, exactly. Russian, like uh, like all sorts of European, Eastern European. So you've got players. Cuba, Dominican Republic, uh, Puerto Rico, you know, Venezuela. The, these are countries that produce baseball players. Um, oh fuck! I mean, yeah. the last time I watched baseball was probably when I was like eight years old. So like, I'm I'm a little bit out of touch. But pardon my ignorance, I didn't realize that there was like an international baseball scene. Oh yeah, like it's yes. my my interest in that is probably up there with uh, the bowling World Cup as well. So I mean, is this a chance like for people to just sort of see the sort of the fantasy league dream team put together, you know, of the best American players playing alongside each other in a kind of show match format almost where they, they're they really strong or, or is it something which actually is like challenged? Because I would, I would think that sometimes you're actually weaker when you put together a disparate team of random people who all play for different clubs or, you know, yeah. sometimes like... They got to just do a lot of training and, and stuff together. Like Iceland have a great football team despite the fact that they're a tiny fucking country with like 100,000 people and they all like quit their day jobs as a butcher or whatever for the... <laughs> for the and they go back right. to it straight after. Yeah. And it's like... But because they play together and they're like a good... They know each other pretty well. Like they actually have a strength that, that teams who 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 play you know for completely dis disparate clubs all over the world don't necessarily have you know mm. is that is that a thing p flex or am i talking bollocks 
Slap me down, P Flex. Say, say it again. I was still reading about the baseball classic. I apologize. I thought. Don't worry. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I mean, it's, you've got into a Wikipedia wormhole. I have. I'm sorry. I literally got lost in Wikipedia. I was reading about it's, the baseball it's classic. It's so easy to it do. Is. You just find something interesting and you keep going. I can't. You know what? I was sort of vaguely listening and I can't <laughs> even remember what the question was. I was like, asking you if teams are. Like international teams are worse because, oh, like yeah, some yeah. of them, like England, come from loads of those different clubs oh, as okay. opposed to Iceland, who actually play together regularly. Oh, okay. All right, so we'll we'll cut in here for my answer. Good question, Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily, I have an answer. So, right. if, if you think about Real Madrid or or Man U or Chelsea or Barcelona or whoever you want to think of, they they obviously, if they need a left back, they don't need to restrict themselves to just left backs from wherever they can go and get one they can say who's yeah. the best left back in the world and they can go and get it so obviously we can't do that but the, the the there are differences so number one people are playing for their country which is a big motivator um right and i think that if you look at the passion and the dedication and and everything from the players in the world cup none of them are treating it like one more game because it's a knockout tournament like you, you if you're in the group stage you can't afford to lose a game really you have to at least draw and preferably win all your games so everybody goes for it in league football i mean you're all playing away from home essentially apart from the host nation so it's not like the old away team home team that you get in league football so yeah there, there is definitely there are definitely differences i think that the world cup if you look at the standard i mean yes Teams can indeed go out and buy whoever they want. But if you're a country that produces a lot of really good players like France, the team that France put out, I don't think any team, any club side in the world could actually afford that team. I see. So you've got to think of it that way. Like if you look at the Brazil team when they were amazing, if you look at the France team right now, and they are very strong, that is an, that's the team's value on the open market is insane. Absolutely insane. Like Paul Pogba alone is worth over 100 million euros, and he's <laughs> right. just one of their guys. And then they've got Kylian Mbappe, who's worth a fortune. They've got Griezmann, who's worth a fortune, and their defenders are all worth a fortune. Their goalie is worth like it's just it's mad how expensive that team is. So if you're a country that produces a shitload of amazing players, I mean the Croatia team is worth a fortune. That they're honestly half their team plays for top clubs. So. You know, I, I think it is, it's one of those things where obviously if you're stuck with, like England, sometimes you have to shoehorn players in or, you you, you know, we would if we could go out and buy a, a midfielder like uh, like like Modric or something like that, but we can't. So we're kind of stuck with what we've got. But you've then got the motivator of you're playing for England, so everybody goes out and gives it their best. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a good it's a good thing. Anyway, let's move on from football. We yeah. can talk about football forever. We love it. But what else is there in this <laughs> cool world? I don't know. Oh man, I'm trying to think what I've been doing. Honestly, I've just been watching the World Cup. I've watched a few movies. Oh nice. Um, lately, I watched Logan Lucky. Um, I don't know why. I saw the trailer for it and I thought it's like a heist caper movie. It's a little bit Ocean's Eleven, um, but set in the deep south. That would have been my elevator pitch. It's like imagine Ocean's Eleven, but with a bunch of sort of hicks basically and sort of like it's set around nascar instead of a casino and stuff so it's basically oceans 11 with hillbillies um did you like it not really and i'll tell you why it's got a big cast with a lot of actors in and <laughs> the it, the problem is it kind of wants to be funny but it's not funny and that for some reason they've got all these actors and none of them are actually from the place that they're trying to do the accent for so their accents are all stupidly bad like daniel craig's southern accent is not terrible but he's english so why have they got daniel craig in to play a, a guy from I the mean, deep we south i mean know how english he is it's like 
you can't see Daniel Craig cover screen without thinking like James Bond. It's like whenever Matt Damon's in a movie and just pops out of something, I'm like, for fuck's sake, what is Matt Damon doing in this movie? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I can't, I can't Again. Like, Matt fucking Damon. Matt, come on. He just comes movie. out of fucking cupboards in, in various movies. Like, because <laughs> isn't he just randomly on that fucking planet in that space movie? Like, yeah, I like, wasn't Come expecting on. Matt Damon. Then they land. They, you, their first thing should have been, holy shit, Matt Damon's on this planet. I know. If only exactly. there was some intelligent life here, but instead there's just Matt Damon. But no, they, they he was a scientist, apparently. I thought he was actually very good in Interstellar, oddly enough. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, Interstellar. He's, he's actually good in everything, Martian, but I think he is mean, right? Matt Damon. Matthew McConaughey was in, uh, was in Excuse Interstellar. Excuse me, sir. The Martian was a film with pretty much just Matt Damon in. Yeah. Interstellar had Matt Damon. He was the scientist whose world they went to. Oh shit, yeah, he was in the um he was in the in the world with like a foot the of ice water. World. Yeah. No, he he was oh, not. No, he was he on was the ice the, planet. In, oh my You've god. You've seen the movie, I take it. I saw it. Yeah, I saw it. We <laughs> we saw it on when we were on a trip. I think I was super jet lagged. I, I it's oh, I it's all hazy. Movie. Yeah, yeah it no, really it's fair good. enough. It's a very yeah, long fuck, movie. Matt right? Damon was in that movie. Yeah, he was. He's in everything. I'm trying to think of movies that Matt Damon isn't in now because he just seems to be in fucking everything. I feel like I've watched so many movies with him in. Like he just keeps turning up yeah. in stuff. And Shit. it's like I, I, you know what? I was watching a porno the other day. Guess who fucking popped up? Matt fucking Damon. <laughs> <laughs> Matt fucking Damon. God damn. Taking a cum shot in his face. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I think I watched that exact same one. <laughs> Oh, Matt my Damon God. gets drenched in hot man juice. <laughs> Hi, I'm Matt Damon. Whoa, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm what covered in jizz. <laughs> oh, man. Fucking Matt Damon. Yeah, of course he was in Interstellar. You're right. Jesus. So, so anyway, he, so he's, he is not in Logan Lucky, all right? But they've got Seth MacFarlane in there, who I don't really care for. I think he's one of those guys who's extremely pleased with himself. And he does. He, he's playing a British actor. He, he's got a British accent for some reason. And I just don't understand why it was terrible. He's like, you guys have got a going to be like, it's like, what is this? This, this isn't an English accent. This is shocking. I think Ameri- Americans find that funny, though. Americans but they had an Englishman in the film. to put on a terrible British accent Maybe for they some do. reason. They go, yeah. oh, yeah, I can do a British accent. Mate, I pull some pears. Oh, I'm an English mate. Oh, I like my cup of tea. Like, it's like, what, what is that? Why do they have to cut the ends off every single word? A cup of tea. It's cup of tea, you cunts. Yeah. And there was an Englishman in the bloody movie. Get him to do it. And he could play the, the other lad. And then you had Adam Driver, you know, Kylo Ren, quite like him, a good actor, playing a, a, a guy with one arm. And then you had Channing Tatum playing a guy who was like... Channing Tatum. He, he was basically plays, playing Channing Tatum. <laughs> plays himself. <laughs> he, he could be the new Matt Damon. He definitely tends to play Channing Tatum. But they, they sort of set up this heist and it's it's unbelievably elaborate and complicated. But everything we've been led to believe about these guys is that they're a couple of thickos. Like they've never amounted to anything. They've fucked up everything their whole life. And then they plot the heist of the century. They're fools, everybody. It's like, come on. Like, where, where is this coming that from? That sounds like an Adam Sandler movie. Is Adam Sandler in that movie? Sadly not. Oh, Man, it's got his name written all over Dude, it. But it wasn't it wasn't funny, it wasn't really very exciting. It was oh god, it was overly long. And yeah, I just I just didn't really get it. Had this really long scene where this his daughter sings at a beauty pageant. She sings uh Take Me uh, Country Roads uh, by John Denver. And um yeah. which which by the way is a song that every fucker's using now. It's in the new Fallout trailer. Yeah. It's everywhere. I remember a few years ago, I came down to Bristol for the uh karaoke night yeah and i sang country roads 
and Terps was teasing me that it was a song that nobody knew. What? And I thought, I bet every fucker knows this song now. Like, yeah, it's very it's big pretty, in the States. It's a famous song. It feels like it's been popularized a little bit more recently, it especially has, yeah. in gaming because exactly. of Fallout. Everybody's but nobody, like, like everybody, nobody in the room seemed to know it. It was like a mystery. And I thought, God, I've really chosen the wrong song here. It's kind of, no one knows what this is. But now every fucking person knows it. And it's like... If there's like a five minute scene in this movie where his daughter sings that, and it's just like, what? What is this for? This is stupid. It was boring, boring crap movie. Never recommend it. You know what? This 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 movie chat has reminded me that I haven't seen Solo yet. I still have not seen that movie. Did you see it, Lewis? I haven't seen Solo either. No, really, it's not. It was. Not, it not was actually. Me. I actually really enjoyed it. I actually really enjoyed it. I would recommend it. It was uh, some uh, some people had problems with it. I don't know what, um, but I I really thought it was really good. He was good. I can the wait. action was good. The, the supporting cast was good, and it covered a side of the Star Wars universe that hasn't been covered before. It felt kind of gritty, and um, you know you you rooting for him. The way he meets Chewie is good, and the you know Lando's good, and it's it's it's, it's really good. I really enjoyed it. I, I recommend I, it. I feel like I have this backlog of movies though that I didn't. I just missed at the cinema that I know are decent, and then I can like put them on to hold my attention when I'm like either sick or on a plane or something like that. You know, I feel like it's nice to have them in the bank, and mm. I can think, okay. I'm feeling like shit. I'm going to lie in bed today and watch fucking this movie and it'll get me through the next three hours. And I'm, Have you, know, you seen anything lately? Um, no, no, I haven't really. I've been, I've been like fucking working on some 10 years, 10 year anniversary stuff. Oh yeah. This, this thing, been prepping stuff. Been, It's been a bit intense. But I've also, this weekend I played Battle Brothers finally, right? Because you recommended Battle no, Brothers I did not Steam a long time ago. <laughs> Semi-recommended it. But I also met the guy who made it, the dev oh, at GDC. Wow. And uh, we had a long chat about games. And I was like, oh, yeah, I bought this game. And I, I loaded it up once and I f- thought it was awful. So, you know, well, I did actually say that, but that's pretty, pretty much what I thought. Um, and so this weekend I loaded it up and I was like, right, I'm going to learn to play Battle Brothers. And I kind of regret the time spent learning to play it. It was like, it's, it's like the learning curve is... Is pretty steep, but then once you've got it, the game is just fucking rock hard. Oh god! Um, so I've actually put seventy-four hours into Battle Brothers. Um, so yeah, this weekend I've put forty-one in. Yeah, it. So, wow! Yeah, it, it's one up. of those games. Like I, I, I play it when I'm away a lot because I can run it on my laptop real easy. And because it's turn-based, I can step away from it. I can just save or whatever. It's, you know, that's it's, the nice thing. Bad. Yeah, because I was like doing pottering around, doing other stuff, yeah. painting, and but it is it up. is insanely hard. It's a real grind. But there are so few games. Like this is what I don't understand about all these. If you look at Steam, you look. It's so many platformers, which are just like pixel art platformers. Like, well, there's a there's bizarre. a billion of those. There's a billion yeah. anime choose your own adventure books, as far as I can tell, which I still get recommended. But apparently soon you'll be able to tag them off and say, "Don't show me anything with the word fucking anime in it, please." That'll be a thing. Yeah, but what if do. you miss out on that one gem? I will, I will anime accept game. that gem loss. I will accept that. Someone told me Persona 5 is amazing. It's got too much anime and I can't even look at it. So I will happily untick that box and say, do not show me this shit. It's hard with games because you kind of know what games you like to play and you know what genres you like to play. And you get, like, especially when you create content or you stream or, or whatever, you get a lot of people recommending their favorite games. Yeah. But it's like, well, you obviously like games that are completely different to the ones that I like. And he's like, oh, I think it'd be funny to watch you play it. Yeah, well, I don't want to spend my time playing a game that, like, I'm not going to like or right, that right. I have no interest in, right? Like, it's, I don't want, I just want, I don't want to pay, play everything. I want to yeah, play yeah. games I want to play. It's like movies. 
there's there's like John, there's enough movies, there's enough sports, there's enough games that that there's something for everyone, right? Just because you like games doesn't mean you're gonna like every single game. I mean, in, no. in your case, Sips, you do actually weirdly like a lot of the iPad games and you know casual games and I do, yeah. weird stuff too. I mean, you you actually have I think a broader range than most people absolutely honestly. you are far more um, I, someone was telling me they i was stream when i was streaming last night we were at, we've actually been talking about you quite a bit why why because all i get fucking asked is hey where's sips or does that do you know when sips is streaming where's Team or did Double anyone Dragon? watch sips today and i actually oh, said can you shut the God. fuck up about sips Jeez. sips is great go watch sips stream but don't come to my chat when he's not streaming to talk about how great sips is it's like crying <laughs> i'm trying to fucking play Dota. Wow, okay hitler Jeez. what nobody's allowed to have fun like outside no. Of, of the realm of you? That's right. On my <laughs> stream, that's the rule. No one, I guarantee you no one talks about me on your stream at all. Oh, they do? No, I they don't, fucking don't. None know. of it's positive. I mean, it's <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Where's that dumb fact? That's all they probably think. Fuck. But so uh, I was, I was, um, I was playing Rainbow Six Siege, um, which uh, another game that was wrecked because I play a lot of Counter Strike. So people, are, yeah. you should play, you should play Rainbow Six Siege. It's very funny, very intense. I hear game. it's really good. A lot of people are are, are praising it, saying it's that it's come a long way. Hard. It's very good. It's yeah. incredibly hard because when you get shot, it's not like that. You can't strafe fight anybody. If they shoot you first, you're dead. It's pretty much yeah. that's it. it. But but it's all the little gadgets you've got and positioning. You've got to learn the maps. It's very sneaky. You can blast through walls and stuff. You know, you can time it just right so you flashbang into a room and you pour in like the the entry kind of tactics and the defense tactics are very cool. It is it is fun. It has um, an existing community like Dota though, and so diving in oh, is is kind of you're, you're you're getting into a very well established group of absolutely. people who kind of know their own game very well. And they know and the, the maps. And I think a lot of the people, a lot of people, don't play of a huge variety of games. They play the game that they really enjoy because it's really calming to do that sometimes, just to be able to come home and say, I'm not going to think about anything, I'm just going to play this game right. I like for a couple of hours, you know, and they get into the, that game and they play it, whether it's Overwatch or Hearthstone or Dota or whatever. Like sometimes in the evening, I'm just like, fuck it, I'll have a game of Hearthstone and I do like a fucking, I do the Tambrawl or a quest or some dumb thing or I oh get a God. deck list off something. I haven't played Hearthstone like, in months. I haven't well, I quit at Christmas. It. I managed. They to, just like, announced a new um, expansion too, didn't they? I know. Did you see? They did the weirdest trailer, the weirdest half Hearthstone trailer of all time. So Hearthstone, we met. Well, you, you guys met the um, the animation team, right? And they have like they they have so they 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 have a certain amount of time where they can work on each project. And some things like the Overwatch trailers take you know months and months and are, like really hardcore. Whereas some of them, the Hearthstone ones, are like quick and stop motiony and slow. And and you could tell that they've made the trailer. But then the Hearthstone team were like, yeah, we're going to just make eight more minutes of weird shit where we make these not quite jokes in a kind of lab and it's the developers and it's it's weird. It's a 10 minute long Hearthstone trailer that's super weird. And I would advise you to just skip forward like 30 seconds, watch the pre-made 30 seconds animated trailer and then just don't watch the rest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Great. I, I go yeah. through, I, I like, I'm a very sort of like phasey gamer, right? Like, I, like I pick something up and, and I play it to death and then I move on sort of thing. So I'm sure I'll gravitate back towards Hearthstone at some point, maybe. But for now, it's just like, I'm just not interested in it at all. Like I can't. No, well, exactly. Like, but I've been playing a bunch of um, Magic the Gathering, the online arena, I've been playing a bunch of other card games. I've been punching, playing a bunch of. I've been trying to play different like board game every week right. as well. Like uh, yeah, you and Ben have been games. playing a shitload of games. Like uh... yeah, so me, I, we, we're, we're, we're. I'm keen to do like. A, I'm keen to kind of just try something new a week, like making that a thing, like like just trying to 
experience a different game every week in, in terms of like a board game because I've really enjoyed some of those. Like when we went to ParadoxCon, we played the City Skylines board game and stuff like this. And we played, and there's, there's all sorts of interesting stuff. And honestly, like as many board games as games come out, it feels yeah, like. like board games are real popular now. It's weird yeah, because I thought be they'd die. Too, yeah. I thought they would die on their ass because of online gaming and especially Tabletop Simulator. Well, if you've got a board game, they could just make it in that. But but people like the social aspect. It's nice. I think it's, a lot really of um, I think a lot of the um, board games that you know people have played in in the past have been ported to like um, tablet and stuff because they're you know it's easy easy enough to do that. You know, like the rules and stuff are. are Right, right. I guess easy to code and it's it's you know they can make a nice like UI and they play against people online and I, I feel like people are getting into them through there and then thinking hang on I would like to actually sit in a room with five other people or whatever and play this and yeah. like have a couple of beers or whatever and it's probably almost revived the like the board game market I guess it really yeah it really has I, I also think a lot of game design now is a lot smarter and cleverer than it used to be because a lot of games for a very long time and older people remember this avalon hill made a shitload of strategy board games and i don't know if they still do i guess they probably still do but they were just hexes units and a fight and that is something you can easily replicate on a computer and it's flashier and it does a lot of the maths for you and stuff like yeah. that but if you think about something, do you remember, Lewis, when we played that Battlestar Galactica game? Oh, my God. That, it, that would only game. exist. It, it is a great game, but that would only exist as a social game because it's, it's almost got elements of mafia in it. And I, I think those things really rely on so much improved by all sitting around a table as opposed to playing online, even on Discord. So I think a lot of game designers have realized that if they're going to continue making board games, and I hope they do, that making them social, making them fun, making them a game you can play yeah. with a beer and stuff like that is good, rather than just saying, this is just a tactical grind. I always think that when we make YouTube videos, we'd have to try and make things that people can't necessarily do themselves, right? And that, that therefore does well, because if you're just playing through a single-player game, everyone's they can play that through in their own time, or they've seen it, someone else play it, or... They, it's kind of like you're you're relying on that to be the driving force behind your your play. Whereas if you're playing a sandbox game or like a, a game that involves creating your own stories or or, or or relies on the people there, like Trouble in Terrorist Town, you know, we're not so heavily reliant on the story and things. We create our own stories. We do it. It's a, it's it's more reliant on the people. and It's unique. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as a result, I mean, Trouble in Terrorist Town like is a great example because it is. It has been evolved as we've played it over as as a kind of mafia game. You know, someone's bad. You have to find out who. But but like you said, like that just works so much better in person when you can see them. Yeah, yeah. In, in real life and like you know you can. But in some ways, it's like easier in person because you can read them more if, if you're like you've got more yeah. clues right yeah um and then as you learn these people you learn their sort of mannerisms and stuff it's like why like regular guys who play poker together all know you know when each other are bluffing you know it's because they've spent so much time you know together and stuff and we can kind of we've sort of learned things like that in ttt but i think like as you know sips like the best things to stream are the things which are driven by you being unique and creative right rather than a game that necessarily just plays you. I mean, you know, it's it's half and half. I think you're putting too much stock into into how m many people are watching every minute of the video as well. I think I think with a lot of this stuff, it's on in the background while people are doing other stuff. 
So like, oh, you're totally single right. Single player like, stuff for Twitch, it's so drop in, drop out. And, yeah, you know, I, I will you know, just you're drop playing in. a single player game. Somebody might be playing the game as well and not paying any attention to you, but you you're just on in the background chatting away and exactly. You know, I, I, like I use you were, Twitch what, the same way. Like you know, I, there's certain streamers that I'll just put on in the background while I'm playing something, and it's almost like you know somebody's keeping you. Com- it's like putting the TV on when you're home alone. You know, like. It just feels like there's there's more That's, life in the room somehow because the TV because also is on. sometimes you don't want to watch something that you have to pay super attention to. Like for yeah. example, we're like you know I'll be doing stuff in the office and I'll, I'll like when you were streaming streaming Skyrim, I'd drop in and I'd be like, oh okay, he's on day sixteen. That doesn't matter to me, you know. I no. don't want I don't need to go back to day one, you know. I don't want to watch all twenty six hours so far. And I'm like, oh yeah, he's he's around here. I'm sure I did a quest around here somewhere, but I didn't see this bit. And then some some bits will interest me. Some bits will be like, oh yeah, I wonder how he handles this thing that's coming up, you know. And then like, you know, then you you get distracted by something else in the office, and and you know, it's it's just yeah. it's good. It's positive stuff, and it doesn't have to be like no, it doesn't have to be ultra of. ultra like engaging and stuff. I think it can just be on in the background and you know like I, I think that's i think that's fine that's the way that i use it like i'd expect people to use it the same way sort of thing yeah Only, unless i'm missing something or i'm just old and dumb or something i don't know but oh i remember what i was gonna say i was gonna talk about battle brothers oh okay. so yeah the, the, just the <laughs> one point i wanted to make is that battle brothers was very popular for what it was it was a very simple game and for some reason the devs ditched it the the, the dev you spoke to after they did like this little update they were like we're finished people were like you can't be finished there's so much more here that you can do and you need to do this and we want to see that and they were like no we're, we're, we're done there's not going to be any paid dlc there's not going to be anything we're not going to open up mod support we are finished with this game which was a weird decision to me because there are hardly any games like battle brothers out there there really are tactical turn-based combat where you build a group of guys up it's like jagged alliance was like that laser squad going way back julian gollop made that in the 80s and 90s and there, there really have not been many games i mean xcom is a very flashy version of laser squad which was made like for the spectrum and the commodore 64 and the amstrad and stuff and it's it's taken it to the whole new level but battle brothers was a different experience it was hex based it was it was much slower and you, you know you had to build up the gear for your guys it was a real grind and there is an audience for that. And I just don't understand why we don't have more games like that. I don't know why. Like Battle Brothers was made by a very small studio and it looks great. I love it. it. But it's just, there's not enough to it. I just wish there was more. Well, I, exactly. And I just think, why aren't there more games like that? Well, more games are coming out. I think off the back of XCOM, you see, and things like Steam Spy allowed studios to say, hey, what games are really doing well? What games are sold millions? What games do gamers want and are, are not being made? And you, you see all the same thing with the Royales, right? Like, yeah, yeah. you know, Battle Royales go from strength to strength to strength and are now the biggest thing, right? But also, people are aware that XCOM and XCOM 2 sold a lot of copies and and there's there's a couple of, I mean, Phoenix Points coming out this year and that, that looks like a good good XCOM game. But it looks like XCOM. It does. And, that's but, that's but my point also, is, um, I want a modern day shooter. No one's made a sequel to Jagged Alliance 2. Why? They, there's some arse whole sequels came out that were just dreadful but i just want a game with with mercenaries killing other mercenaries modern day weaponry you grind it you get your gear you know you build bases that kind of shit that's what i want that's what i want i can't get exactly it. <laughs> i feel like there should be and i do know the reason why um the battle brothers well, i've got a good idea of the reason why battle brothers stopped development but i can't talk about it so okay fair enough they're working on a battle royale game right <laughs> Jesus. battle brothers royale oh man holy battle shit brothers royale. well they've got to like fucking do something there's a battle royale 
Royale Tycoon coming out soon. God. It's like a management game. You create your own battle arena and, and you know, I mean, teams, I feel like any, any trend it. needs to be had having been made into a tycoon though right? oh yeah like, absolutely yeah there's an esports like game, manager tycoon right game dev tycoon was fantastic it's a great yeah. game great e-sports game manager what's the next tycoon uh well the, the 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 next like big one that's coming out is two point hospital which is like um you like the, you remember theme hospital yeah oh it's the modern day theme hospital so that's there's no release date but it's 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 being worked on there's like footage of it from e3 and stuff so that's like probably for like management tycoony games that's the next like big one before that was jurassic world evolution uh, no I, I meant like what's the next trend oh what's the next genre that's yeah. gonna warrant oh god who knows i Fuck. mean do you remember it was horror games for a while there was just all fucking horror games and then now it's just it seems to be all battle royale games and yeah what's well, it's because fortnite is just so fucking huge you know a game yeah, is yeah. big when when the daily mail has an article about this mom is distraught because her 10 year old son is addicted to Fortnite. He thinks about it all the time. He doesn't want to go outside anymore. He just wants to play Fortnite all the damn time. And there's like this huge fucking uh, like article about it with a big picture of this this mom looking like really mad while a kid is playing Fortnite and stuff. And it's it feels like Fortnite is is almost becoming like the the next Minecraft. In yeah, a way. it's huge. Somehow, well, it I, already was though. Like we knew I. We knew this was going to happen. Well, you know, no, we didn't. No, we didn't. didn't it, PUBG was bigger. PUBG has yeah. has still more players on Steam than the, anything else. The battle else. royale aspect is what's catapulted. Yeah, yeah, Nobody cared about the PVE stuff. Oh, oh, no, no, no. But I mean, as soon as like as soon as it started on that uptrend, yeah, you know, about what well, it was at GDC. You know, when I, I after I came out from there, I told you about you know just just a massive Fortnite stand full of kids where it was like the crash in the middle of GDC where. You know, everyone just dumped their kids off and, and there was just Fortnite, huge, yeah. huge monitors. People just standing around the corridors watching people play Fortnite. It was the point Battle Royale. It was they just did it better, you know, and fair enough, like, you know, it's done done amazing. But it's definitely like it's pushed that age it's because I was talking to people at Minecraft about it and they were like, Yeah, yeah, it's definitely just pushed squeezed that age group of Minecraft players even further younger, you know, skewed them even younger. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Cause I mean like my like like my son knows about it because some some of the kids in his class, I guess their older brothers played, or maybe they even played, I don't know. But, they, you know, the, there's, like, a lot of cosmetic stuff in Fortnite, right? There's, like, a lot of dances and, like, yeah. costumes and My shit. My kids do the, the, the dances from that, Fortnite. So, yeah, yeah. So, so, does, so, so does mine now. He comes home and he doesn't even, he's never even played the game. And he's like doing this dance, and I was like, "What the? What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm doing this Fortnite dance." Oh, okay, great, thanks. What, thanks why for making called... me feel really old. <laughs> <laughs> why, why is it even called Fortnite? Can anyone explain that to me? Fortnite. Um, it was I originally think... like about building a fort and defending it from zombies. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's okay. like uh, the the PVE stuff was like a, a a cartoony zombie invasion that you had to. But I mean, it's it's still got all of that fort building in it, and that's like a big part of the, yeah. the, the mechanics of the game, right? I, in, I, and, in that's a... what puts me off about the game personally. I I don't want that in but in exactly my, a battle royale. I, but there's but, a, if whatever. you don't like it, there's like realm royale is is like the alternative, which is almost playable um, without the. Uh, book fort building stuff and that's what Shin's playing 
at the moment. And um, it's like, there's loads of other royals. So it's like the cuisine royal, the dumb one. But they're all like PUBG, you know. And that's the, if you want a, that type of experience. I, it, it's, I like it, PUBG. I like the setting. I like the graphics and stuff. Uh, it was a little bit gritty and it felt like a bit hardcore and, and stuff. And I don't know. I, I like PUBG. Fortnite, yeah. I can't imagine I'd ever get into. It's I, okay. I, mean, I played it for a few weeks, like every night on stream. We'd after Dota, we'd do Fortnite. It was all right. It's fine. Like, it's, but it's, um, I mean, it was the same with PUBG. Like after a while, I just felt it was it was samey, and not in a good way. It was like land, get loot, fight, die or win. Like yeah, it's like it was, very it was simple. fun. Like when we were playing it, and uh, we had like you know like consistent squads of people that we played with and stuff. It was it was really fun. But again, you just sort of gravitate out of stuff, right? Like you yeah. lose a little, a little tiny bit of interest, or something else comes along that you want to play instead. And it's not that well, I dislike it, it, the game. It but. harkens back to exactly the same thing I said earlier in this podcast about Overwatch and whatever is your game, Dota, whatever you know. If you've played it and you like it and it's casual and you enjoy that, you know you pressing pressing dive and you're in for a between ten minute and twenty minute experience. Then great, you know it's it allows you to 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 say right, yeah. I'm going to play this game for twenty minutes. It's it's and and. And it's exciting and it's exciting to get good at it and to learn things about it and to play with your friends. And, you know, it's... I mean, it's, Planet Coaster, for example, I can just j dive in and play for 20 minutes and, like, detail, like, uh, one-ninth of a wall. And uh, I feel <laughs> oh like it's Oh, my God, I was watching great. you, like, I've, rotate a fence the other day. My mate know. said you were spending 20 minutes on a flower bed. Uh, yeah, it's... That, that, it, it's a it's a it's a, a roller coaster tycoon game where you make a theme park. Um, I can't it's remember a the last time. Of I, emotions, that's for mm, sure. I can't remember the last time I built a ride in that game. I'm just completely uninterested in the rides <laughs> and the mechanics of the game. I just want to like make buildings and flower beds and stuff. I, I think you want. Really I think you're looking for The Sims there. I think, but you used to play The Sims, right? I played a The lot. Sims. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, played the last time I played The Sims. I had. Um, this a gigantic woman who uh, kidnapped all of the neighbors and locked them in her basement, and she Jesus. had like she, so so she would lure them over and <laughs> lock them in the basement. But she had stairs that she could go down with like viewing windows and stuff, Jesus. and they had like no toilet. <laughs> they were all miserable and stuff. Oh fuck, it's great. It's such and out a front. It had this beautiful fencing. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. The outside of the house looked fucking glorious. It was but, immaculate. Yeah, Man. yeah. But no, the uh, tools. And Planet Coaster for uh, creating assets, buildings, and stuff like that are phenomenal. Like it, it's so much fun. They just had a new, um, a, a, like a new pack recently with like all vintage stuff. So like like Zoltan, the fortune teller, and like claw machines and, and shit like that. And all like the old Victorian pier amusements sort of stuff. So it added a whole bunch of other dumb assets that I can I can add to buildings and stuff. It's great. I love it. Was it your playing like Jurassic World Evolution that pulled you back into Planet Coaster? Because aren't they made by the same Yeah, studio? no, I think um what what prompted me to play Planet Coaster? I think I, I raged out of Rimworld. Um and I just wanted to play something else. I feel like that's the right way to do Rimworld though. You load it up, you yeah, go you play, for a bit you and then you super rage frustrated out. and then on to something else. Yeah. Yeah. So it's I, just a drop in. I wanted, in, to, drop I wanted out. to finish Rimworld. I had it in my mind that we were gonna have a colony and build the spaceship and get off the planet. Cause I you know I wanted to see if I could do it. Turns out that's really fucking hard. Uh because that, that game yeah. just has this tendency to just throw 
torrents of bullshit your way. Like you know, it's not. It, it never rains. It pours in RimWorld, right? Like I, I did. Uh, I did get off the planet one time. It's actually wow. one of the few playthroughs I've done on YouTube where I actually completed the playthrough, and it was it was a pretty fucking amazing. This was earlier on in RimWorld, so it was a little simpler. Like there wasn't quite as much stuff going on, but right. um, we managed to build the spaceship, but uh, we couldn't all fit on it. So what we had to leave one guy behind. But I mean, I'm pretty sure when you we were attacked while we were about to take off, it was <laughs> nuts. It was it was absolutely nuts. Um, and I did like a narration for it. It wasn't just a playthrough. It was like a story. And it was I don't know how I had the fucking energy to put a YouTube thing like that together. I would never bother doing that now. It was crazy Man, hard it's, work. It is. It's a great game. It is a really good game. But I have such a love hate relationship with it. Like, it's oh, it's great. Uh, I just yeah. I, people are always saying, oh, play RimWorld. But it's like. It's such a grind and an effort. No, you really got to be in the mood for yeah. it. Holy crap. You really have to be in a state where you, you particularly hate yourself at the time to put yourself through it sort of thing. But, but it is, uh, in terms of emerging yeah. stories, like you were oh, saying, yeah. Lewis, it's, it, great, it, it's, yeah. it's the best. I actually think it's the best because so much can happen. It really reminds me of Dwarf Fortress because exactly. if, you, if yeah. you read a lot of the... like, It's, it's better to read about people's playthroughs of Dwarf Fortress because they add flavor. So... On something awful that there were always threads about. Oh yeah, they, those always made that game. They were amazing, seem and then so you played it you're like, it was, oh man! Yeah. Like it's I played, game, I played but... it a lot, Dwarf Fortress. But yeah, you need to. It's like it's like coding. If if you take a break and then come back, you forget all the commands and all what you're looking for and everything that happens. It's, it's like looking into the Matrix, and after a while, you be you go beyond the the ones you really and zeros. Do. <laughs> And you, actually and you don't do. see a capital D. You shit yourself when you see a dragon. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I mean, it's it's classically yeah. in very as as a player. I think I think it wouldn't be a very good stream game because you have to build up that level of oh, imagination yeah. and, yeah, and yeah, in. in yeah. Whereas but, uh, it, if you dropped in on that, you just think, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> yeah, and, and it's, and it's awful to look at, too. You, yeah. It really takes a while to get used to the fact that you're looking at ASCII characters. I mean, games like that, though, uh, RimWorld 2 and Hearts of Iron, kind of, I feel like they make you respect some of the really nice things about the UI in games like Planet Coaster or City Skylines, and that you're not constantly wrestling with the yeah. actual way to play the game. I mean, sure, in, in cities, you, you do sometimes have to wrestle with placing the roads and stuff and, and some of that, and there's frustrating things that come about because of the way you do but stuff. Those but those are the mechanics rather than just the interface, right? It's like, yeah, yeah the interface itself for, for, for Dwarf Fortress was so dense and like you said, eventually you need to transcend the numbers and just see it for what it is. And at that point, the game has you and you're, you're probably going to be there for about three years just dwarf fortressing it because you don't want to lose that feeling. But then your dwarf fortress gets destroyed by a flood or rogue lava or a dragon or you unlock the wrong cave and all these god awful demons come out or something. And some of the stories, like like we were saying on, on something awful when people used to post their sort of after-action reports about their Dwarf Fortress game was unbelievable. It was like, this is incredible. Yeah. But, um... Dwarf Fortress and the other one was, what, is it Space Station 13? God, or Space Space 13? I tried that, playing or... that. 
It was so terrible. It's fucking terrible. But it's one of those games where people can tell you stories of the time that they played and make it sound absolutely incredible. You know, like I welded a guy into a locker and then I fucking I I I floated him. (laughs) Like you're just like you can do that in that game. That sounds amazing. Yeah. But actually getting to the point where you could do any of that and it's such a mess and it's kind of hard to look at and stuff but it's that's uh, that's another classic something awful like yeah you, this the, here's my experience playing this game and it just sounds so fucking good but but it, but in classic goon style they made out like they were just playing it for fun and hop on and try it out but if you did and you were a noob they hated oh, you oh yeah and God, they treated yeah. you like shit and they screamed at you like if you're playing games with goons you have to be ready to hate the puppies and then do everything that you hate oh the puppies Oh my god, for. you have to have such a thick skin as well. Like, it's impossible to fucking... Like, you know, you, you feel like, I'm gonna join a guild and make a bunch of friends and stuff. You join the guild and literally 20 people tell you to fuck off. Yeah, it's and, like, and then there's one guy <laughs> complaining that you're probably retarded so you shouldn't be there and stuff. And it's just but like... man, I never felt so The most home. hostile people <laughs> in the entire universe. And they're like, guys, you were advertising for members. You didn't say we had to be good. You said if you're shit, get in here we get in here with shit you're like you fucking suck <laughs> i loved i loved how there was always like like a, a process right and if you failed even one step of it there it was likely that they just weren't gonna let you into the guild it's like you had to sign up on the forum and then you had to post a very specific thread to say that you were interested in joining the guild and then you had to pm a guy and hope that he wasn't in a bad mood at the time yeah and then <laughs> it was just like all this all these hoops you had to jump through just to get into a guild oh. So bad. Oh fuck! I love something awful. <laughs> it's just so good. It just adds like uh, such a nice like uh, like icing to the cake of gaming, doesn't it? It's just like it's so I don't brutal. need all this shit. This game is hard enough already, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go through the through the fucking tedium of joining a guild yeah. of like minded people. But as it's because well. they also they they tease you in with their stories of all the awesome stuff they've done. Like, I played Mountain Blade with the goons for a while when it was, like, competitive, right? And you would have your faction and their faction, you'd meet in a field and everything. And they would, the guys that ran it were just merciless. Like, they were so horrible to be around, screaming at people, swearing at us. What is, what's going on? Can you, can you guys chill out? Like, it's a fucking video game, guys. Yeah. Like, from the, the threads you post, you're like, ha we had so much fun the other night. I'm like, who? I didn't. I'm sure 90% of other people there didn't have fun. It was like boot camp. It was horrendous. Oh, my God. And it was the same in EVE. Even worse in EVE. My God, they were bad. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> but but then again, like, some, yeah, it's an experience, right, that you fucking oh. remember. You remember going through that EVE boot camp. You know, you remember, like, getting down and giving him 20 and, like, fucking, I don't know, doing oh that God, stupid Eve shit. Oh, my God, such serious business, though. Like, the structure that they have is crazy. But it's like signing up for one of those fucking horror weekends or like a, a, a cross country or a mud a mudder a tough mudder or something <laughs> you know some dumb thing where you fucking well like get tortured for pay pay them to like put you through some shit but, and you have to it's always some nerd like when this is the other thing when you find out about their life these guys play eve 20 hours a day they, <laughs> they have no life and they they because they have their little rank in whatever game it is eve especially there were guys i remember when we, we had an offshoot corp it was way more chilled out and we didn't do any of that shit. We just had fun. And yeah. whenever we had any mixings with guys that were like 
abnormal nerd level like weirdos we'd always find out they'd left to go join goonfleet because they wanted to be more serious and they were elevated to these extreme positions of power and it's like how was that guy in charge he was a complete asshole he was so unpleasant eve Eve is crazy eve is i I played it like like semi recently with goons i remember i had fun like all like the guys were really nice and it was it, it was it was really it was really fun but it was definitely an experience as well like you have to be really hardcore to 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 play that game for like a length of time. I think there's I think a, like a lot the- a lot you need to put into it, and the way that the way that the like that the the corp is is structured, it's it's an alliance, right? And there's like they have like people who are like set as like like diplomats and political people and stuff like it, it, it's 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 super super complex it's yeah, nuts yeah. It, it's unbelievable they, they have like, they have the state of the union address that they give where everybody has to get into team speak or ventrilo and listen to the court leaders tell them the state of things and what's happening there was spies so then they if you were spies you had to have an old account on sa and that was how you could apply you had to have an account that was older than a year and then after a while they said now it's going to be four years now it's going to be like a thousand years because they were so terrified of spies because people would get into the corp and spy for other corporations and look it was incredible the emergent gameplay was unbelievable but the day-to-day grind was unfucking believable just moving around sitting for hours waiting for a fight to start and then the fight starts and you spend hours because it's a slideshow it was it was <clears> un- <throat> i cannot believe how much time i put into eve it was ridiculous oh yeah it, it it's it, it it's definitely um definitely an experience isn't it yeah but i i just I, like again like like most things i just one one day i didn't play it and then something else got my i think it was they are billions that got my attention yeah god you like, played that a lot these are these are all games there are so many games you play that i'm just looking at them i was like Ugh, like i could oh they are billions is fantastic oh, i think you i think you'd actually like it dude i like, played it you... i can't make it past the first zombie I don't know. I literally don't know what I'm doing wrong. The moment the game starts, like two seconds in, I'm dead. That's it. I'm terrible. Oh, uh, you got it. it. It it takes a little while for it to like click, and then it it becomes fantastic. It's really really a good game. I like, had the same th- problem with Frostpunk. I just I can't get really? past. Yeah, the first level. Fuck. The first level, like you send out your scouts and all that, and getting some guys, and then that's it. We're done. That's it. Everybody starves. The the, the Londoners or whatever they call turn up. We're done. And that's you never it. thought like, oh, maybe if I did this a little bit differently, like I could get People through. People would give and... me advice in chat. I'd try it. It just never worked. Could never make it click. Never made it click. And it was just I just felt you're, stressed. I, I gotta say, it sounds like your commitment levels are like rock bottom. I just get stressed. I get really yeah. stressed because I'm just like, this is not fun. I'm just living on the edge. I hate that. I'm done. Like, I'm literally um, done. Well, I thought both those games were fantastic. They are billions especially. Holy crap. I must have played, like, 300 hours of that game. I'm not even joking. God. That's crazy. I beat every every map on uh, on every difficulty except for the last map on the hardest, hardest difficulty. Was I, that, that's, that's the only one I haven't done that's yet. That's really, really oh, fuck. It's so hard. It's that's such amazing. a tough game. It's nuts. You know what? You know, another game I was surprised um, to talk about the sort of, you know, genres, if you like. Slay the Spire. Have you guys played Slay the Spire? Yeah, mm. yeah. Yeah, so I played it. Yeah. That, that sold fan. over a million copies, that game. Wow. Which surprised me. Like, that. that's incredible. Um, and I, I I played it, you know, for... I've mean, put a decent number of hours into it. I've finished it a bunch of times, and I've played the daily challenges and stuff like that. But... There are there are lots of card games out there, like deck buildy kind of card games. Yeah. Most of them are CAC. Like I'm just looking at something like Slay the Spire. It's actually quite a simple game. The deck building is nice, you know. The mechanics are very simple. 
And I just think, you know, there must be a lot of games companies out there that just have no fucking idea what they're doing because there's so many games like Slay the Spire that you look at them and you just think, this looks awful. Yeah. I just don't understand. Like like with Battle Brothers, I'm thinking there must be people out there making games like this, but they're just not succeeding. I mean, what what do you think it is? Do you think they they start and they just run out of money or they start and they think, ah, actually, I can't be bothered or they're, uh, yeah. they're in, their basic game design is bad. It's probably... Like it's, what you were saying about Fortnite-like games, maybe they're just trying to make a game like that but they don't really give a shit and they don't have any good ideas. Yeah, I think it's a combination of everything. It's probably... It, I, I get the feeling that a lot of um, developers are, are very aware of like the genre that they're working on and what works and what doesn't. So you'll find like a game will be released and you'll play a couple of minutes of it and it'll be like, yeah, you know, this is kind of good. It flows really well or whatever. And then all of a sudden you'll just get this jarring sort of like, why did they put this in? Like they, it looks like they put this in because uh, it's popular or, you know, another game did it really well, but they haven't done it as well sort of thing. And then those things just start cascading and just creating, I guess, a bad experience. And then there's, you know, like gaming culture, there's reviews, there's lots of like um, your friends suggesting it and stuff. And, you know, I guess a couple of people play it, they don't like it, so they say it's shit, and then everybody just assumes it's shit, and then nobody... Like, I can't I can't count the amount of games that I just haven't played off the back of a bad recommendation, you know? Yeah, Somebody yeah. said it's not too fun, so I've just said, oh, fuck, I heard it's not fun, I'm not going to even bother trying it. And like, mm. who knows, maybe I'd like it or whatever, but... That's just the way it works. I think it's a, just a combination of all of those factors, and then it must those, be. It's a real art. I mean, it, well. when you play a game that's really, really, really good, even quite a simple one, like yeah. even games that are frustrating and annoying, for some reason, games like Battle Brothers and like Slay the Spire. I don't play games like that very often, like Slay the Spire. I don't really play them, but it really grabbed me, and I'm, I played it a shitload. I just, I just don't know what it is. There's something yeah, about yeah. Slay the Spire just had a cool. Uh, it, it was like a sort of progressive deck building. Like Hearthstone had something similar more recently with like the monster hunter thing and the um, what was the other run. one? The dungeon run. But it's yeah. little yeah. things where, like where it's like it's you quick. start off with a couple of cards and then you know you 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 beat a level or you beat a boss or an encounter and then you get another card and you just sort of build your deck as you go. Um, but it's, it's little things great. like it's quick, like playing cards on Slay the Spire. Bam, bam, bam. You play them fast, Yo, fast, yeah, fast. Yeah, yeah, or like yeah. Everything's the UI quick. and everything is A, a is lot really of games, nice, yeah. you th I think, like Lewis was saying, the UI for Dwarf Fortress, that'll put a lot of people off. A lot of other games, you look at them, the UI is just bad. Like yeah, I, and some some games are just needlessly complicated yeah. as well, and and that's a huge barrier for people too. You know, like Hearthstone and and Blizzard games in general work so well because. Um, for, for people just playing the game for the first time, they're simple, you know? Like, you, you can accomplish things and it feels good and and they're simple to play, but they just become harder and harder to, to get better at and master, like, as as you, you, like, delve into them. I think Blizzard are really good at doing that. And there's a lot of other game studios that are really good at doing that as well. And then a lot of these games that come out um, that fail probably just aren't very good at doing yeah, that. You weird. know, there's it's just a combination of a lot of things. Such a fine line, uh, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a great. I I think that there is potentially like a great opportunity for big studios to make games that we love. And like XCOM's a great example. It's something where they took it. The original game had a lot of problems with it. They refined it down. XCOM one was really excellent. XCOM two was really good. You know, it was just a great. Had a great time. Right, loved it. And then. Like you look at, for example, Hearthstone. I always think when I think of Hearthstone, I think of it's just a better Magic the Gathering. So I've been playing Magic the Gathering Arena, and and the UI and it's it's 
it's it's complicated, you know, with magic. Like there's there's these unnecessary things that sure that are, there are magic's in a place where it can't change, right? And it's kind of been it's been going in the same way for so long that there's things ingrained. You have your deck, it's got lands in it. Certain things help you find lands. Certain things, it's like it's like a real part of the game to to have that deck with everything mixed in. And and Hearthstone took the lands out, and it took all the opportunities to play on your opponent's turn out, and it took all these other things out. But because of that, it's just a better fucking game. And magic, magic is so slow sometimes, so frustrating sometimes. I, I do love it. I love the 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 the, the, the it's so much more vibrant. Though. Here's, here's the thing: I'm playing Hearthstone. I'm playing fucking. The other day, I was playing Miracle Rogue. I was like, "What fucking year is this?" Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. I'm using the same fucking cards. I'm playing a mage, and I'm using fucking Mana Worm, Fireball, and Frostbite. I'm like, "Fuck me!" Do you know what I mean? I mean, in Magic, sure, there's some cards that you know they reprint every set, and it's similar cards that come back. But it's more like it's more like I'm playing Magic, and it's like barely changed. Uh, I'm playing Hearthstone. It's barely changed. In in it feels like there's not enough cards. Where I'm playing Magic, and I'm playing Commander, and there's like hundred cards with loads of cool effects. I'm playing like all these different formats yeah. and it's like just so much more vibrant you can run like, so many more deck types as well like there's all kinds of different approaches oh my god like, yeah, so the amount of time more. you can you spend know, deck building in magic is insane the people that the people that design magic um know the kind of people that are playing magic and and so they the decisions they make um reflect that right so it is. A, it's a. It's. It's a much more complex. I've never even played Magic. From what I've heard, it's a lot more complicated. Like you were saying, there's like there's a lot of different mechanics. There's a lot of different effects and stuff, and and that that appeals to the the sort of like core base of people that play Magic. But like a game like Hearthstone, they're going for mass appeal, right? They're trying to make a game that on the outset is simple. So that more and more people get into it, you know, like like my wife doesn't play games, but she's played Hearthstone before because it's, mm. it it was simple enough for her to to like just go through the tutorial and play a couple of matches with just like a, a dumb deck that she totally threw together yeah. or that the game threw together for her, and she was like, oh yeah, I, you know, I can see why people would like this. It's kind of cool. Yeah, so my mom told me but she like, completed if, if I'd given her Magic: The Gathering and said, oh here you go, play this for ten minutes and see what you think. There's no fucking way. Like she would take one look at it. And say, no, fuck, okay, no, I don't, you know, I got to go. The kids poop their pants, even though they haven't. I, I need to leave the room right now, sort of thing. <laughs> it, like, it's just, it's it's totally different approaches to, to design, but totally different audiences as well. And don't get me wrong, I'm, there's some really hardcore Hearthstone players as well. But, you know, the game will always be designed uh, more for everyone else than them. They just take it to like a, a further degree sort of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So like a lot of like the balance changes and stuff that come in, you know, like pro players would be like, this isn't good for the game. But yeah, it's probably not good for the pro scene, but for the game overall, for like all the grandmas and stuff playing it on the tablet, it's probably great, yeah. right? Like, it's the same with... But, but, and that's but, who see, they're thinking about. They, they've done it the other way to the way Dota does it. In Dota, they balance purely around the pro scene. So the balances are like, this hero isn't getting picked on the pro scene, or this hero is getting picked too much, or this hero yeah. is winning too much the pro scene, or this hero isn't winning enough. So that's what the buffs go by. Like they they do not balance around the pub scene at all, so the game is oh brutally God, and hard. And you're right. And then sometimes the pub scene sucks because of it. Dota has a dominant culture of if people play it and everybody feels like they are a pro and on the pro scene, <laughs> whereas Hearthstone <laughs> is played a lot more casually by people who, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, some people and just put decks together because yeah. they think they'll be fun and they enjoy that aspect and, of it. And but, honestly, like I prefer it. I prefer I prefer it. Like sometimes, you know, it's just I think you just have to gravitate towards what you enjoy doing. And I think that you're very much the master of your own destiny and and you will end up playing the things that you enjoy the most. So yeah. like we we really spoiled for choice. There's a lot of really good stuff. Last, out there. 
a lot of good stuff coming out in the fall as well. Oh, like I'm going to look forward to that. Look, send me a link. To, I'm going to look ahead to what's coming out. I, I, there's a lot of games I want to come out. I want to play Last of Us 2, and I want to play Death Stranding or whatever it's called. But those are both PS4 mm. games, so I need to talk to you guys about how to stream console, because I have no fucking idea. Uh, just get an you Elgato. You should be to do it with the Elgato. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's, we're going to end the podcast Yay! before we start <laughs> talking about tech support crap. question. <laughs> yeah, Thanks, yeah. everyone. See you all next week. Peace. Goodbye. Bye.